Hello everybody and welcome to Zingsite Lawena, episode 9, part 4 or the conclusion of religions and spirituality in Africa. We continue with Mr. Arnold Maiwongwengala talking about Christianity, um, Islam and Hinduism. <laughs> I'm being tested. I'm saying King Lopengula was. Sorry, what happened to? He yes. he disappeared. That's what, what you know. I I know we, that we can say he, he, he was yes. never captured by the yeah. by the English. So he yeah. So yes. So he he was taken out of the the the, the kingdom or out of the the community, yes. meaning that there was no longer a, a king a, a main cast. Uh, oh, yes, or oh, we, we can say the main custodian of that institution had been removed by the colonists, by the colonists. meaning that okay, yeah, meaning that it was now easy for for other institutions we we, we to to penetrate. Because and I, I also, Christianity was. I also remember yeah. when we were talking about the Lemba that uh, you said something about uh, yeah. witchcraft being. Um, there being a yeah. law, law saying uh, we cannot, if you call somebody a witch. Yes, you, yes, yes. I, 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 I said, I said there is a difference between a, a, a witch and a sorcerer. Yes. So, so they missed the, so they missed the two because both are from the African institutions. Okay. So they take, they took them out. They. They they made them into one thing called the, the uh, evil or satanic or demons whatever they called it yes so so, so that is how yes so Christianity thrived because uh, the colonial um, institution uh, sort of like removed our the African uh, religions yes they they, they removed the the custodians they, they, they removed Yes, they removed the African traditional institutions. Yes, yes, like the custodians. Yes, yes. So, so what happened? Okay, I'm going to give you an example with the King uh, Lopengula. Yes. King Lopengula was illiterate, and uh, he he trusted the missionaries to interpret uh, uh, the writings, right, of the contract. And one of the missionaries called Charles Helm. He misinterpreted the 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 contract called the right concession. Yes. And the king signed, put an X without knowing that he was actually selling the, the country to Rad to Rod, you see. So so he he, he perceived the missionaries as people who were very Honest. nice and kind. Yes. But the Charles Helm, the missionary, he took advantage of him and and uh, misinterpreted the contract and that contract led to the what the to the destruction of the kingdom. Okay. You see? So 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 in, 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 in history we say the cross was we say the gun followed the cross. Okay. You see? So if you go to the Bulawayo emblem, the the city of Bulawayo emblem, you are going to see a, a cross, a red cross. So the cross is stands for the Christianity and red stands for 
the uh, what what the missionaries did, you know, the, the blood that was shed by the colonists because of what the missionaries had done okay. to to pave way. Okay. Yeah. So so some African Christians have syncretized uh, uh, Christianity with uh, with African traditional religious elements. Do you know what what is to syncretize, right? No, please explain. Okay, to syncretize is to mix two re- religions into one. You see, so okay. you 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 will find two. Re- yes, so some some Christians have syncretized uh, Christianity with African traditional religious elements. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Uh, okay, we have diviners, right? We have yes. diviners or priests or or priests or bishops or whatever you call it. Uh, who refer the, the, to to themselves as faith healers? Have you ever heard of faith healers? Yes. So if I can ask you, yeah, just give me a, a, a don't worry. Even if I can ask you, it's just for discussion. Uh, 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 what do you know about the faith healer? What is the faith healer? According uh, to understanding. Well, somebody who uses prayer to to to, to heal people, or who sees um. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's so, more. So, 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 yeah. I think it's more like the apostolic. Yeah. Such, um, <laughs> so, yes. Christian yeah. sect of. Yes, I think you are correct. So, so you see, there is that African element in it. For you yes. to become a faith healer, there's that African element, you know. Yes. So, so faith healers. They are a product of uh, syncretization of Christianity and African uh, religions. Okay. So some of them, okay, okay. So what what happened is some of them they are possessed by African uh, like ancestral spirits, which are found in the African religion. Then they they go to church, and when they go to church, they they say that uh, they have got. An angel. Now they are turning that uh, as a, as a spirit into an angel. They are now calling it Istunya or the, the messenger okay. instead of the way it is yours. And they use, and instead, instead of using maybe herbs like what uh, African diviners do, African, African diviners do, the faith healers maybe they can use maybe what, what we call Iswasho. If you ever do Iswasho. Is it uh, like holy water? Yeah, like holy water and uh, powdered, like powdered uh, materials. Like okay. they come in, in in powder, or sometimes they are being so uh, they are being uh, they are like they become solvent, you know. Okay. So you see, there is this kind of this kind of uh, thing. It's a way of uh, accommodating both Africanism or African religion and also Christ- Christianity. Okay. You see, so. Uh, so faith healers, like in Isindebele, we call them maybe umtandazis, like like you say, umpolofiti. Yes. Umpolofiti um, is like a prophet. A prophet, you okay. See? Uh, or umlapi, we call them umlapi or healer. You see, yes. in in Shona they call them murapi, murapi. Yes. Yeah. So, and I'm also getting information that you know, uh, Christianity is also being sacrificed even in other continents. For example. Uh, the Catholic Virgin Mary has been sacrificed with the Inca 
goddess called Pushamama in places like Peru, in the Andes Mountains in South America. Okay. And some witches, some witches or practitioners in the neo-Paganism movement have included the Catholic Virgin Mary in their altars or shrines okay. or in their divination. Okay. Yes. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I, I've, I, I have seen that like even on Instagram and the, and the YouTube. Yes, I've seen some yeah. YouTube clips. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you see, it is not, not, so you, you see, it is not only an African thing. It's now a continental, it's now a, a it's global a thing. thing. It's a human thing, which means that what Africans are, are experiencing in, in, in their spiritual world is not different from what other people are also experiencing. experiencing yes. Yes. In other parts of uh, the, the world. world yes. And then, um, the last, I think this is the last year. The yes. last, uh, number 13, the last uh, religion, which one do you think it is? Islam. Just, just guess. Mm-hmm. Sorry? Islam. Yes, Islam. <laughs> yes. So, so uh, the roots of Islam are also, in, are also in Judaism and Christianity because it considers people found in the Judaism and Christian scriptures like Moses, Abraham and Jesus to be the earlier prophets, you see. So if you go through Islam scriptures, like they say Moses is Musa. Uh, it's Musa, yes. And then uh, Je- Jesus is Jesus, uh, is, or Yeso, uh, I don't know how, but, it, but there's Jesus there in the scriptures. There's Moses there. There's Abraham there. Like Ibrahim. Have you ever heard of people called Ibrahim? Yes. Yes, it's, it is the Arabic version of Abraham, you see. So, so however, how, however, Islam considers, it considers Muhammad as the last prophet who brought the final revelation of God to humanity. You see, so that's the difference. Okay. So with the, so with the Christianity, Christianity says that all those Judaism prophets like Esau or which other prophet is there? Uh, Esau, uh, Ezekiel, they, they say no, those ones did not come with the last revelation. Jesus is the one who came with the last revelation. And then in Islam, they say no, even Jesus did not even come with the last revelation. Muhammad was the last prophet to come with the absolute truth, with the last revelation. Okay. I guess you understand what I mean, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so, so it refers to its supreme being as Allah, uh, which is an Arabic word to mean God. It means God. Yes. So, so Allah is considered to be the creator of the universe. So, uh, uh, Islam was brought to Africa also in its infancy stage during the 7th uh, century AD. Do you, do you remember we, we spoke about that? Yes. On our last program, right? Yes. yes. So that was the, uh, uh, that was the, the introduction of Islam. To Africa. So, about 42% of the African population is perceived to be, to, to, to be Muslims. Okay. So meaning that, meaning that from what I, from what I, I got, Meaning that from, from my figures that I got, I said uh, Christianity is about 50, 50, 50% of uh, 
of uh, Africans, and now I am saying Islam is 42% of Africans. So uh, this means that uh, uh, Islam and uh, and the Christian, uh, Christianity, they make up to how many percent? 92% okay. of the African population. Yeah, which means the, the remaining the remaining eight uh, percent is represented by all the other religions that I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. So, and then uh, a one third or a third of the West uh, Muslims are said to be residing in Africa. I think they are about about one point eight billion Muslims. I think I'm not sure. I think one billion around that figure. A third of them, which is around which means around 500 or 600,000, 600 million. Mm, I think I'm right. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> but, we can take, but anyway, uh, a third of the world's Muslims are said to be residing in Africa. In Africa, okay. Yeah. So, Muslims like, have also criticized Islam with uh, aspects that are believed to emanate from the traditional African religions, you see. Yes. So, so actually, the sacralization of Islam with African beliefs uh, also helps it to, to be more accepted, especially by the rural and the uneducated. Because remember, we say because we said um, Islam was more was mostly accepted by the the intellectuals. You remember, and the traders. Yes. And the influential people yet. So the sanctification also helps it to be assisted by the rural uh, and the uneducated. Okay. You see. So for I, I am going to give you an example. Like in in in, in West African communities, there uh, women and children used to wear amulets to protect themselves from evil forces. So when they jo- when they joined Islam, they began to wear their amulets with Quran verses. And the prayers to enhance their spiritual powers against evil forces. Okay. So people, so they, they joined Islam to to enhance their spiritual powers to fight against uh, evil forces. So thereby, so thereby expanding Islam in Africa. Okay. So, um, so this was made possible especially again by the by by practicing the Islamic school of thought. Which is called Sufism. So, Sufism. So this this school of thought uh, is an Islamic school of thought that emphasizes on the individualization of Islam, of the Islamic faith, especially through mysticism and personal understanding. You see, so okay. that individualistic nature of Islam, yes, it made people to assert it more and more. The people felt it at home. You know, okay. so. Or, Sufism also became popular in North Africa, where it was also incorporated with mysticism under different Sufi orders. You know, I, I now you know what, what orders are, right? Yes. <laughs> so under Sufi orders, like the, I'm going to give you an example. There is an order called the Aisawa or Isawiya order. The spelling is A I W S A W A. That's Aisawa or Isawiya. Isawiya is I S A W I Y A. So this order allows this order allows its adherents to sing and dance while praying and meditating. 
to a to a point of becoming to, to a point of becoming ecstatic or getting into a, a trance, you know. So yeah, so this is more like an African, you know. We Africans yes. we love dancing, we love singing. I think you 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 have also. I think I think you have seen or heard like in a mosque where someone will be meet, 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 praying, but also like will be praying like in a or like like singing like yes. ever, like they play they they put it in a loudspeaker there yes. Yes, yes so yes you know so 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 yeah so that made it uh be more accepted you see okay. because people felt. Yeah, so people felt they they can come with their dancing, and which was part of African. You know, Af- Africans we we love dance and music because all, 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 many of these uh, uh genres like uh, samba they are from Africa. Yes, you see, jazz. Yes, Africa. You see, so uh, so Islam was also exported to the USA uh, by the to the United States of America, right? Yes. Uh, by African slaves who were already converted into into Muslims, okay. so it somehow survived as an underground religion among some African slaves, especially in the southern colonies like uh, South Carolina and uh, Georgia. Okay. Uh, so, so some of these slaves were scholars. Remember, we said uh, it was well affected by scholars. So, so some of these slaves were scholars. In universities like uh, Timbuktu, you see, and yes. uh, some other learning centers like Kano in Nigeria, so they knew how to write and preserve verses. So, so, so some way, so some of these Afri- African slaves were even more literate than their masters. Uh, I think that must be emphasized. Yes. I don't see that in many movies, you know. So, so, so. Um, so there are many, many, many African slaves who knew how to write and read, and you know, and they were intellectuals, yes, yes, because of um, of 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 of, of uh, education in Africa, okay. because the first uh, university was in in Mali in Timbuktu, yes. So, so for for example, uh, there was this black Muslim scholar called Omar Ibn Said. Who was captured in present day Senegal, and he was sold to the southern uh, colonies as a slave. So, uh, Omar left an autobiography which was written in Arabic text. So, so I think it it it, it is found in the libraries there in the in the United States of America. You, I think you you can get it maybe in the or on, online. You, you you have to find it. Okay. Yeah. So. So slaves were forced to become Christians and accept Christianity through oppressive verses and interpretations. Re- remember, uh, on, on, on our last program, we, we spoke about harm. I said harm was cursed, you remember? Yes. And then they say this harm is the ancestor of the, of the Amazigh, you know, and the Kushites, you know. So, they were, so now, so now uh, uh, these masters now were making sure that Slaves had to adopt to Christianity so that they can be they, they can accept slavery. They can accept that you know I am I, I am a descendant of, of, of harm. So I deserve to, to be a slave. You see. So okay. so so some 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 African slaves 
they they pretended to be like uh, Christians, but when they were alone, they were sleeping. They taught their children uh, Quran verses. They had to 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 recite them. You know, they had to know them, so that they had to pass it to the next generation. And it managed to survive. Yes, you see. So now you see now uh, Islam now is now being used by Africans to to restore Africanism. Now it was an imported it's an imported uh, religion, but now it has been localized. You know, and it's now being used by African slaves to restore their identity. You see. Yes. So, so after the abolishment of slavery in the USA, uh, there are many African uh, there are many African Americans who began to convert to Islam as a way to revive their lost culture. Since many of since many of African slaves, especially those captured in the West Africa and the Swahili coast, Swahili coast were Muslims. About um thirty percent of slaves were actually Muslims. So up to this day, uh, black Muslims in the in the United States of America continue to comprise a large fraction of the Muslim community in the USA. Okay. So we also have got uh, famous uh, African American uh, Muslims. Like, uh, do you know any? You can think of. Um, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, 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 so Malcolm X was born Malcolm Lincoln. So when he he joined uh, Islam, he referred to his surname as X to reject his initial surname, which he believed was not his African ancestral surname. So he believed that uh, Lincoln, the surname Lincoln was was from his master, was from the slave master. Yes. So, 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 so Africans. So African slaves were given the surnames of their masters. You see, so now we see Malcolm X is not calling himself X because, like, no, I don't have a surname. So that was during the time when he was transitioning during his transition to 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 become a Muslim, a, a Muslim. And when he got enlightened with Muslim, when he when he was now fully understanding a Muslim, uh, he later referred to himself as Malcolm Shabazz or Malik El Shabazz. You see, it sounds like Arabic. Yeah. So it 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 sounds Arabic. Do do you yes. do you see that it sounds Arabic? Yes, it does. So you you see there is so you see there is this element of of the Arabization uh, of Muslims in Africa. So uh, Muhammad Ali was born um, then changed his name also X after joining Islam. Then later he became known as Muhammad Ali. Which was also an Arabic word, right? Yes. Yes. So, and then we also have got African Americans who are not who are not Muslims, but have got Arabic names. And obviously, uh, this is due to a way of uh, preserving their Africanness through through Islam, which is obviously intertwined with 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 Arabic. Uh, culture and wealth. Yes. Yeah. So I am just going to give you a few examples. So, and then uh, we have got someone like the former president of the United States of America, like uh, uh, who, who is called uh, Barack Hussein Obama. So his nickname is Hussein, which is an Arabic name, 
which means handsome. Are we together? Yes. Uh, okay. So this was derived from the fact that his father was called Barack Hussein Obama Senior, while he he is called Barack Hussein Obama Junior. So so it emanates from his father, right? Yes. So his father was raised as a Muslim in Kenya, and he converted into a Christian at the age of six. And his father was a, so his his father was a confirmed atheist when he met uh, Obama Junior's mother. So the fact that his father was born in a Muslim family and given an Arabic name shows the Arabization of African Muslims. Okay. Are we together? Yes. Yeah, and then the, another a, a example is is Queen Latifah. So she was born uh, Dana Elaine Owens. So her stage name is Latifah, which is an Arabic name, which means to become to be nice and kind. Okay. You see. And then we have got Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa was born Cameron Jibril uh, Thomas, and then his stage name is Khalif, which is an Arabic name to me to mean a successor. Okay. And then we have got uh, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, the former basketball player. <clears throat> so, are we together? Yes. Yeah. So, Shaquille, the, the word Shaquille is an Arabic word to mean, to also mean handsome. Okay. And Shaquille's, uh, and, uh, Shaquille's uh, middle name is Rashon. And it is also an Arabic word to mean a little warrior. But well, to him, I think he's, he's a big warrior. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so on our last program, you remember we spoke about the Indians as part of uh, races in Africa. Do, do, you, do you remember? Yes. Yes. So, so which language do you, um, sorry, which, which, which religion commonly associated with Indians? Uh, it's both Islam and Hinduism. So, sorry? Uh, Islam and Hinduism. Yes, yes, yes. But mostly it's, it's, it's Hinduism, yes, yes. So, um, one the the Indians, but most of the Indians who came during that, most of the Indians who, who came during that time that I spoke about, on the last program, most of them they were they were Muslim Indians, so they also fall under this uh, the, this category. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So this marks the of the presentation. Uh, thank you so much. We've learned quite a lot about yeah. um, the different religions of Africa. What, what are we going to do on the next program? Um, about uh, the role of, should I say, the position of women in Africa. In in African culture. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward yes. to that. There's some very powerful yes, women yes. in Africa. Uh, even yes. during the liberation struggle, women were very influential. And yes, feminism yes, yes. means something different in Africa to maybe different parts of the world. I suppose maybe it's different in different areas of of the world. So we're looking forward. Yes. And that concludes um, 
religions and spirituality in Africa. A very big thank you to Mr. Arnold Maibongengala and an even bigger thank you to uh, those who have stayed the course with us. We really appreciate your support. To our new listeners, we are very welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And um, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook or iTunes and Spotify. Uh, in the next uh, two episodes, we will be talking about women and the role women played in pre-colonial times. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you.